welcome to the Living the Abundant Life podcast with Rob and Sarah Betts. Living the Abundant Life is a weekly podcast designed to help others learn to live in abundance. And now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Living the Abundant Life with Rob and Sarah. So glad to have you with us again this week. And uh, we've been gone for a couple of weeks. We hope you've enjoyed. We actually had our series on love that we had posted, and that was on there for a couple of weeks. So we hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so much for following along with us. Today, we want to talk to you about something different. Lots of things going on in the world, actually, in the last couple of weeks. Right. And lots of people are concerned about what's going on. So we thought we might spend a little time talking about that. But let's mm-hmm. pray, and we're going to get right into the message. Would you pray for sure. us? Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. Lord, your word brings us comfort and peace. Lord, your word brings us joy. We just thank you, Lord, that your word enlightens us and helps us to um, just stay in, in the secret place, dwell in the secret place, Lord. And we just thank you that you have a good plan for us, Father, and we thank you for revealing that to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, and especially in the Middle East, I mean, certainly you could look all around you uh, in the United States and other places. You could look at uh, Ukraine and Russia and all these things that are going on, all these battles and things like that. And oftentimes, lots of people come out of the woodwork and well-meaning folks that come out and they start talking about, you know, it's the end. It's the end. We've got to be concerned about the end. Uh, Guys, you should always be concerned about the lost. We should spend, uh, I was just telling my class the other day, I, I te- one of the classes that I teach is personal evangelism. I was just sharing with the class, you should always be thinking about the lost. Lord, where is it that I could go? What is it that I could say that would help people? Uh, never be uh, concerned about sharing your faith uh, because it's socially awkward or for any other reason. I promise you, uh, people it will be eternally grateful for the opportunity to receive Jesus. Amen. But the Bible tells us in Mark 13, if you want to read that real quick, sure. Mark 13, 7, Jesus didn't leave us without some instruction mm-hmm. that there were going to be things that go on in the world right. as sin just continues mm-hmm. to to get worse and worse and the world becomes worse and worse. But what, sure. uh, what Jesus said, Mark 13, verse 7. It says, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alone alarmed, frightened, or troubled. These things must take place, but the end is not yet. So I think it's so important that um, Jesus is telling us this. You're going to hear lots of things. There's going to be a lot of things going on that will try to take your focus, that will try to make you afraid. But he tells us right there, do not be alarmed, frightened, or troubled. So we want to make sure that with all these things going on, with things on the news and things on social media, things people are saying, everything going on, that we take the word above all of that when he says, do not be alarmed, frightened, or troubled. Right. And when it comes to the things that are going on in the Middle East, certainly as believers, we have a a rich uh, history, religious yes. history, our Christendom comes mm-hmm. uh, from Judaism. Right. That's where it's derived from. And we have, we understand the same background and the same lineage. The The scripture tells us that we have been grafted in to Israel. And so uh, we shouldn't let our support for Israel ever waver. And certainly it's not that you, I mean, are there, is there room for anyone in the kingdom of God? 
always room mm-hmm. for anyone to come into the kingdom of God. But how they come in is always through the only door. Jesus right. said, I am the way, yes. the truth, and the life. And he was plain. He said, no one comes to the Father except by me. Jesus is the way uh, in. But Jesus comes to us, we understand, through the line of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And Abraham, the scripture says, who is the father of us all. Uh, I've been teaching on blood covenant and sharing with my students lately about this very thing. It shouldn't surprise us when things in Israel uh, or in the Middle East go the way that they've been going right now. This is what it's always going to be like. From the beginning, when Abraham made covenant with God. When God came to him and he said, get out of your country in Genesis chapter 12, he said, get out of your country, uh, away from your kin to a land that I'll show you and I'll make of you a great nation. But what happens, and if you don't know that story, we understand because we hear people say all the time, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob uh, is our God. Well, what happened was God told Abraham, if you go back and you look in Genesis, beginning with chapter 12, he says that he's going to make a covenant with Abraham. And he said, he tells him, he takes him and he says, look at the stars. He said, can you, can you number the stars? He said, that's how many descendants that you're going to have. And if you're a Christian, you're numbered among those descendants. But he says, I'm going to give you a son through your wife, Sarah. She'll uh, conceive a child. And, and Abraham asks and a legitimate question. He says, I'm old. She's old. How are we? You know, how is this going to happen? But nothing's too hard for, for God. His name originally was Abram. And in fact, God calls him. He says, no longer call yourself Abram, but call yourself Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made you. Even before mm-hmm. he, uh, he, he and Sarah had ever conceived a child, uh, Sarah, he said, no longer is her name. It was Sarah, a, uh, Sarai with an A-I on the end of it. But uh, like one author said, I heard him say that God took the H out of his name, Yahweh, and he placed it in theirs because in a covenant in Eastern religion, we understand that I take your name and you take my name. Well, uh, we took the name of God. And for us as believers, as Christians, that name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so now no longer is he Abram and she's no longer Sarai. They're Abraham and Sarah. But Sarah gets this idea. She says, maybe God would Sarah, have you. Sarah, uh, Sarah. Uh, I'm, do it? I'm telling you what. But it's interesting if you read that in Genesis. And I'll show you in Genesis 16. If you go there and you read, it says, beginning with verse 1, it says, Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children and had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, uh, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray, go into my maid, and it may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to her voice. And so, you know, you want to you blame her. But Abram... Uh, said okay, mm-hmm. and this was a common. <laughs> this is a common practice at that time, where the master of the house, if there were uh, servants that were in the home, that oftentimes they would have children through the those those maids that were in the in the house, and that's what she says here. Maybe this is how you'll have an heir, and so he does that, and so uh, Hagar the Egyptian has a child, and. Whenever she has the child, the scripture tells us that uh, Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, 
uh, had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her uh, to her husband Abram to be a wife. And he went into her and she conceived. And then when she saw that she conceived, uh, her mistress was despised in her eyes. So basically she got cocky, if you will, or arrogant. Oh, I've got a kid with, with Abram. And so that makes me special in his eyes. And so Sarah didn't like that, or Sarah, I didn't like that. And so uh, in essence, she treated her harshly, and she ended up running off. But when she runs off, now stay with me here, because this is kind of a, <laughs> it's a lot, but this is important. Good stuff. Uh, uh, we better keep up with our time for sure. <laughs> uh, so she has this child, and she flees into the wilderness, but an angel of the Lord uh, goes to her. And in verse 9 of 16, it says, uh, The angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Lots of things could be said about returning and submitting, even in times when we don't want to. Mm -hmm. But then the angel of the Lord said unto her, I'll multiply your seed exceedingly, that it shall be numbered for a multitude. So he's saying, uh, your seed is also going to be for a multitude. And then verse 11 says, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and you shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. Now, one of the names for Ishmael, this child that she's carrying, that she, uh, uh, she's now being told that she's going to have this child, and she's to call him Ishmael. The name Ishmael means uh, shall contend. And it, it, there's a couple of things that, that the word means, but we know to be contentious is the definition that we're looking at here because the next verse says, he will be a wild man and his hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him and he shall dwell in the presence of his brethren. So we have now, this is Abram's child, mm -hmm. but God didn't say, you're going to have a child with the Egyptian. He said, your wife is going to give you a child. And so now the angel of the Lord comes and says, you name him Ishmael and his hand is going to be against every man. He's going to be a man of war in essence. Mm -hmm. so, but he is Abraham's seed. However, when we as Christians are looking at what's going on in the Middle East, we have to say, what does that mean for us? Are we to, are we to support these people or these people? Where Well, scripturally, the land of promise, and this is what God told Abram. He said, get out of your country and from your kin to a land that I'll show you and I'll make of you a great nation. So he's giving him a land. Well, that land belongs to Abraham and his seed, mm -hmm. but it's not Ishmael. Right. There are 12 princes that came from Ishmael, and uh, if you read through the lineage, you'll find that uh, Ishmael did prosper and did have some, you know, there was some blessing on his life because he was Abraham's seed. But the Bible is very clear. Uh, Genesis 17, if you skip forward in the story, uh, beginning with verse 15, it says, God said unto Abraham, now he's changed his name in, in 17. He says to him uh, in verse 5, no longer will your name be Abram, but Abraham. And then he says, Sarah's name will also be changed. But verse 15 says, God said unto Abraham, as, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. So he changes her name as well. Which does mean princess. And it means princess. Yes, she didn't know that. <laughs> well, there you go. That's my Sarah right there. <laughs> Verse 16 says this, I will bless her 
and give you a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Mm -hmm. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said, Shall a child be born unto him that's a hundred years old, and Sarah, who is ninety years old? And Abraham said uh, unto God, verse 18, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. But then in verse 19, God said, Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son indeed, and you shall call his name Isaac. Mm -hmm. And I will establish, now here's the, here's the response the to that, here's right the answer. Here. Mm -hmm. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Mm -hmm. Here's why that's significant. God built a covenant with the family of Abraham. And although Ishmael is part of his family, he is not the one that the covenant came through because God said right. the promise will come through Isaac. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing about that is sometimes we get so bored with the genealogies in Scripture because we're just like this one begat this one and this one begat this one. But why this matters is because you and I are connected to Israel through Abraham mm -hmm. and his lineage from Abraham through to Jesus. And so how that plays out for the Christian is like this. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 says, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. So this is his lineage. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Verse 2 says, Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren, and Judas begat... And it goes through, and it talks about everyone who was begat, who was born of, <laughs> all the way through, till it gets to verse 16. It says, Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, who was born Jesus, who is called yes. Jesus the Christ. Amen. So Jesus comes through this line or this lineage, and the Bible is plain that it was Abraham, Isaac, not Abraham right. and Ishmael. Mm -hmm. However, uh, there's a whole religion built on uh, the Muslim religion. They teach that the promise came through Ishmael. Mm -hmm. As believers, we have a decision to make. Are we going to believe what the Bible says right. or what people are telling us mm -hmm. outside of our own faith? Well, the Bible tells us plainly where that comes from. Mm -hmm. And so we stand with Israel Amen. because we believe that rightfully, according to God, according to Scripture, mm -hmm. that is where the promise comes through. Yes. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, mm -hmm. all the way down through to Jesus. Yes. But we don't, the things that are going on now, sometimes we can we can think, well, why are they fighting? What, this is why. Mm -hmm. This is why because they legitimately, wrongly, but there are people who legitimately believe that land is theirs when we know that it belongs to Israel because of what right. the Bible tells us. And so if you thought the land belonged to you, you would certainly be fighting for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so all this fighting that's going on, though, we're not, as believers, caught off guard by that. Right. And we can't allow ourselves to be afraid mm -hmm. about what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, even if we were at the end of days, which we're not. Uh, lots of lots of scripture that shows us there are lots of things that still have to happen. One of those things is we have to go into all the world Amen. and preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. But even at the end of days, when the time comes, the last day that you and I live on this earth, that last moment, you're going. One of these days, we're all going to go and blow out our last breath. And when we do. 
we're standing in the presence of Almighty God, mm -hmm. and there's nothing to be afraid of there. But while we're here on this earth, because we are people of the Most High God, mm -hmm. we can trust Him to take care of us now, too. We better talk more about that next time. Anyway, that's a little bit of the history about it, but yeah. we're going to talk to you about why we shouldn't be afraid, uh, why we don't have to worry with everything that's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. So we're going to pray, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week and, after you know, that. You know, just thinking there, there could be somebody who doesn't know Jesus. So would you lead a minute in a prayer yeah, of salvation? Absolutely. It's, a, it's easy. The scripture says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. And all you have to do is if you believe on Jesus, if you yeah. say, I believe that Jesus died for me, uh, that he paid the price for my sin, and I accept him as my Savior, you can just say to him, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come into my life and create in me a clean heart. Change me. Make me new. And I promise you, as you come into my life, I'll do everything that I can to serve you. I'll give you my whole life and my whole heart. And with your help, I'll follow you for all of my days. When you do that, if you pray that prayer in earnest to Him, Jesus immediately comes into your life. Yeah. And you're different from that yes. point. You're Hallelujah. born again. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank yes. you so much thank for everyone Jesus. who watches or listens each week. We thank you for your faithfulness to bring us all together. We thank you for your hand of protection on us, Lord, that we don't have to worry about anything, have any anxiety about anything, mm -hmm. Father, because you're faithful to yes. your people and you're faithful to your word. Keep us safe while we're apart until we come back together next Next week. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, until next week, just keep living the abundant life. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.